Welcome everyone to the Tales from the Dumpster Fire podcast. This is a preliminary episode that's actually just a conversation between Ella, Justin, and my dad, who's a 70-year-old Vietnam veteran, covering a lot of the topics that we're going to be getting into later on. And hopefully, you all enjoy this. Let me know how you think. Uh, Unfortunately, we started the recording late, so prepare. You're going to dive right into the conversation. You know, the Holocaust, but your brain has the exact same trauma markers that your grandparent did that did lift your concentration. passing down a traumatic experience And they're thinking that's like why a lot of people are scared of snakes. It's not that, you know, at three you got bit by a snake. It's that when we were tribal and stuff, like, you need to realize it. So there's like that. We can't distinguish it. You stay away from it. Snakes and spiders. We passed down there. That's weird because, so I'm obsessed with octopuses, uh, which is the proper... uh, uh, plural, don't not let anyone. And don't let anyone correct you. It's false. <laughs> octopi is not correct. It's octopuses, <laughs> and it's more fun to say. <laughs> it is. But it anyway, is. there's this brilliant book written in 2018 called Other Minds. It was written by Peter Godfrey Smith. He's a mm-hmm. philosopher of biology out of Australia. He had become fascinated in college and wrote his thesis on uh, how we as humans gauge intelligence and how do we measure that in other species, because. Uh, the way we were approaching it is we from a top-down approach we're smarter than you mm-hmm. um and he doesn't believe that's right you have to gauge intelligence properly because if you gauge the intelligence of a fish by the way it climbs a tree you're you're yeah, always gonna think dumb. that fish yeah. is dumb so um he started looking at um to different species he started with corvids and then orcas and dolphins and he moved on to the octopus because the octopus science just does not understand oh yeah it it just doesn't sophia is my spirit animal she's still alive she won't be alive much longer for some reason giant pacific octopuses almost always live seven years in domestication some to the day um but she is six now but she has done a couple of things that uh science doesn't understand uh, one of the things when she she's the most studied studied giant Pacific octopus on the planet right now she's in Boston, and so they st- started studying her when she was three days old. When she was three months old, they uh, they were doing fear response studies with her. So they're spraying mint, the scent of mint, into her tank and then giving her a mild shock, trying to make her afraid of the scent of mint. Well, it worked. She eventually you spray mint in there, she runs and hides. Uh-huh. Well. Uh, so giant Pacific octopuses, when they uh, lay eggs, uh, the the male fertilizes those eggs, and the female clutches them, and she'll starve to death clutching yeah, those eggs. Well, Sophia is the only one in domestication that ever laid eggs that were fertilized. We didn't let her clutch. We sent them three thousand miles away to San Diego. Well, she never met her children. They were just fertilized eggs when mm-hmm. last time she saw them. Eighty three children, all afraid of the sentiment. We don't understand oh. the mechanism. There it is. She passed down. Yeah. And if you think about it, so they have nine brains. Uh, each brain has, or each arm has an independent brain, and they have a centralized donut-shaped brain. And what we're finding is, is every cell of their body acts as a neuron. Yep. Um, unlike anything else, they're the they most protein thing on the planet. They change and the, their the, the collar thing. Like, so the collar thing. Uh, so communication is a two-way street. I'm, I'm, it's input and output. I'm output speaking you're inputting by listening and there's comprehension there well so you take mandrel baboons in the wild so uh, they have a very simple tribal society they have four words in their language there's four distinct grunts 
in the Society of Mandrel Baboons that we know for certain that each baboon understands. They have very low output, only four words in their language, but very high input. They can comprehend a lot. So if I'm in the wild, I'm in the canopy with my fellow baboons, but I can't see anyone in my family, and I hear a, an aggressive grunt followed by a submissive grunt, that's no big deal if the alpha is the, submiss uh, the uh, aggressor and the beta is the submissive. It becomes a big fucking deal <laughs> if it's the other way around. <laughs> my whole world just changed. There's a new king. So, and we know they can comprehend that just by listening. They don't even have to see, no visual cues, just by hearing. So, you take octopuses, 38,000 shades of color they can produce with their chromatophores. We can't even produce, like, seven shades that they produce digitally. Um, that's 38,000 words in their vocabulary. Mm -hmm. They're colorblind. <laughs> Who in the fuck are they communicating to? They have one rod in their eye. What Peter Godfrey Smith found was... They have thousands of rods and cones. So uh, men have seven, women have eight rods and cones. Uh, you guys see a shade of yellow we do not see in humans. But you have to have at least two rods to see any form of collar. That's usually red-green um, if you have two rods. They have one rod, but they have thousands of rods and cones in their flesh, in their skin. They can see, they can feel collar. They're a living eye. With, they are a living eye. They're a living brain, a living eye. Uh, they cannot be trusted. They they, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> we should not destroy um, them. They're awesome. They, uh, uh, I, well, they seem supernatural. Yeah, what they, they seem alien. But also, uh, alien. Did they build the I don't think they're. They I don't think they're to be bothered with it. I mean, like we got this whole ocean yeah. thing. You guys yeah. stay up there on the like, dirt. If you guys just leave yeah. us the fuck alone, we're good. Yeah. I mean, well, we've explored what you know now Mars, but we've never explored the Mariana Trench. I mean, like yeah. I think we might be on this. Yeah. Still fuck with it. Uh, uh, I'm they surprised they found life that deep. I would yeah. have thought there'd be none. Yeah. yeah. I would have thought barren as hell, nothing concerned. It doesn't matter where it's at. Volcano pours. The fact that there's like underwater beaches and underwater rivers of yeah. fresh water. Entire ecosystems. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. What? Like, you can dive down however many thousands of feet or whatever and hang out on this beach that's a freshwater <laughs> beach that's sitting in the ocean. I'm like, how does the that. Middle of the ocean is deep. Now, deep these deep. are the type of life goals I like. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It would have to be complete darkness and complete cold. Yeah. So, and the, they still live. Yeah. The coolest thing Sophia has done today. When she was three, they were uh, testing her with mazes. They're just simple mazes where she had several obstacles involving all of her tentacles and eventually it reward her with food. Well, she uh, she kept on beating them and she kept on getting better at being tested. Not better at a single test, just the act of being tested. She's getting faster and faster and faster because she liked it. Yeah. Um, well, so they decided to give her a Kobayashi, which is an unbeatable test. Um, well, the only way they could she could beat this maze is if she had a ninth arm. Well, she tried it three times, started flashing red and white, which is their pissed-off colors. She went into her enclosure, wouldn't come out. She wouldn't eat nothing for three no. days. She <laughs> finally comes out with a ninth arm. Fuck you, no. Uh, no way. Beats the test, goes back into her enclosure 24 hours later, the arm's gone. She's intelligent enough to know she needed another tool to beat this. Uh, she was also in, had the ability to edit her own RNA in real time to mutate herself. And then she knew that she no longer needed said oh tool, so she ate it. 
And that we we knew that they could edit their own RNA in real time. We've seen it, but they evolved themselves. They consciously evolved themselves, and that's amazing to me. I want to be an octopus. (laughs) (laughs) Reincarnate me as an octopus, please. This sounds like the coolest ticket going. I thought (laughs) being killer whale would be awesome, but now it seems stressful. (laughs) There's nothing cooler than the ability of a dog to smell. Yeah. The mm-hmm. fact that they can find the drugs. Oh, yeah. They can find the lost. I mean, that's not normal. We were yeah. listening How to her. Smell like that? We were listening to her uh, true crime podcast, and they were talking about one of these well, big, not mine, big murders. Well, the ones that her friend works at. I, I listened to it. Yeah. And uh, they said that these dogs, when they came in, they said this blood had to be so many months old. And they said, no, no, they can find corpses and blood that's over years old. That's I couldn't, and I was like, "What?" And I'm like, "How are they not just overloaded?" But they yeah. can separate. We're looking for this. Yeah. So they won't hit on just they random can blood smell layers. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was it was the uh, McCann murder. Little Natalie McCann. Yeah. yeah, Natalie. And McCann. Uh, it was a rental, which begs to differ. Like, what the fu- like? If we could look at the life of this poor rental car, because like yeah. they were hitting on it was like, how many dead bodies have you had in your trunk? <laughs> Listen to the podcast Time Suck with Dan Cummings. Uh, you should definitely check it out. He covers everything from odd uh, things in history to true crime, serial killers. He just did one on Rock- Robert Pigman, Pickman, which is the Pigman out of Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my God, it's disgusting. <laughs> so awful. <laughs> this man was literally raised in a pig farm, not on a pig farm. In a, he was covered in shit his entire life. Oh wow. And, oh God, he uh, fed bodies to pigs a lot. But uh, he covers all he kinds of stuff. He, he just, he he just did pigs. one on Anonymous, which was kind of cool. I learned a lot about Anonymous. I didn't realize they were pretty much ineffectual. <laughs> they didn't do a whole lot. No. <laughs> they pretty much died out in 2012. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks they're like simmering under the surface. But the four founding members were like, we're old. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're done with like, that. Fun like, while it lasted. Like, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. We got kids now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of like the, the yeah. system we're in. Yeah. I don't want it to break. My four one k's looking good. Yeah. Before all I wanted was free music, so <laughs> that's all they got into it was pirating. Yeah. <laughs> like, and now they're like, I kind of want to pay for my music because everyone's going broke. <laughs> like, yeah. But uh. But yeah, it's a really good show, and uh, every serial killer that he does a time suck on becomes a character uh, that shows up in later episodes. Oh, he nice. did one on Chikatila. Uh, it was a Russian cannibal who uh, liked to stroke his, what he called, shamecock. He was impotent. <laughs> so uh-huh. Chikatila will just show up, and he's like, what big deal? I'm just stroking my shamecock. <laughs> time time suck. suck. Yeah. Suck. It's fantastic. You'll love it. For me and Brian. Yeah, you'll love it. It's uh, Dan Cummings is brilliant. He also has a scary podcast. He's got four podcasts, but he does one with his wife called Scared to Death that's really cute. It's all just scary, like, uh, uh, I don't know, small town folk tales. Essentially. Oh, nice. It's really cool. It's like the Crawls and Monsters you're making Yeah, on. yeah. So if any of these topics stand out to you as something you'd like us to talk about more to you. Um, well, I got... Jot them down, send them my way. And time suck. Okay. <laughs> Keep them coming. Yeah. 
Well, it's like we were talking about, like, the languages. I saw where the the octopus had the babies and kept them and she died. Yeah. Yeah. so weird. Just the way it's... I can't... Otto. Otto's my other spirit animal. He's dead. He lived for almost exactly seven years. But... uh, That's like a deer. Yeah. When they first got Otto, uh, when he first came into adulthood, (laughs) he's in San Diego, and they kept on having... uh, in the same room he was kept in, not in the same tank, in the same room, they kept on having these really expensive uh, ocean fish disappear. And they thought it was, they were being stolen. Yes. Were very valuable. I know this one. This uh, is awesome. He was literally yeah, climbing out. They set up cameras. He was climbing out of his aquarium, crawling 27 feet across the floor, eating the fish, and then coming back yeah, to his <laughs> Like, And then they kept on having light bulbs in the hallway blow out. Well, the, Octopus are nocturnal. Well, they were leaving the light on out all night. It was a security light. He was shooting jets of water out of it, out of a crevice this tall in his uh, in his aquarium. He was shooting jets of water out, out of it till it went out. So they just put a guard. They're like easy fix. Put a guard over the light bulb. He found the light switch and was shooting <laughs> jets of water. <laughs> he's brilliant. But he and he's a cantankerous bastard. Human intelligence is on a whole nother level. The yeah. fact that we're sitting here making these noises. Yeah. And you understand every concept we mentioned. Th- this is why I love to read and write. Is because it's literally someone took a combination of 26 symbols. Yeah, put them on a piece of dead tree. Pass them to me. And all of a sudden I'm whisked away to a whole new world. Uh-huh. Like that is literally a mo- magic contract to me. Yeah. Like you put symbols, arbitrary symbols on a piece of dead wood and now I'm in a different world. I'm in your world. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, that's truly magic to me. That's, that's how Alan Moore looks at the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alan Moore's brilliant. Yep. He, he truly is. He's got a big problem with advertising because <laughs> they can make us all think the same thing at yeah. the same time and do we they really want to control the collective conscious. Yeah. Man, it's they're controlling crazy. the narrative yeah. even to the point where they wouldn't let them say the laptop was hunters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, and now they're just like, they're just that? like, okay, uh, yeah, it's ours, but well, what are you going to do? I'm my dad's now. president. Yeah, it doesn't matter now. Home base. Yeah. <laughs> I'm safe. <laughs> That's crazy. What? The amount it's of power so they had was scary. Yeah. It really and I, is. And I realized controlling the news, controlling the narrative, controlling the search on Google. Yeah. That's it, man. That's how you do it. That's, well, that's how you control the average person. When you see where we, we went off the rails, it was in 2013 to 14. Yeah. With the National Defense Authorization Act, mm-hmm. they put in the Smith Munt Modernization Act. Yeah. And what this said was that you are perfectly okay to produce and distribute propaganda in the United States. They claimed that it was to target minority populations like Somalis and stuff coming over to try to help them integrate. But also it's written in there that if it were to spill out elsewhere, they're still immune from it. So the news was legally, again, allowed to produce actual propaganda. Wow. Yeah, that was... It's kind of like Citizens United. I mean, now Mm -hmm. the corporations are allowed to act like a human. Yeah. uh, Which uh, means they can donate essentially any amount of money they want without telling anybody. So if they want to donate a billion dollars to someone's campaign and they're McDonald's, they don't have to say, brought to you by McDonald's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's ridiculous. We are officially the uh, uh, corporate, uh, United Corporations of America. I think uh, it was really messed up when we sued Geico. Yeah. Like one of the um, opening statements, or like, what in statements? Like, I'd never been part of a trial like that. So I guess in the very beginning, they started talking about, like, essentially, like, 
making like a rule book essentially for the trial. Really? So it was like certain things like our people like I want X, Y, and Z added, like and they the um, Geico included some articles or something, and one of them was like we want this put in, and it was basically saying that the jury was not allowed to look at Geico as a multi-billion-dollar company. They had to look at them the same that they would look at an eighty-year-old woman on a fixed income. What? And they weren't Swear allowed to. Statement. They weren't allowed to take the amount of money that Geico had into consideration when it was like if they wronged us and if they owed us money. So then it was also if they were found to be in the wrong, they couldn't take the amount of money Geico had into consideration when they gave us a settlement. Wow. And it was just oh like. They, they got that put in like that was like yeah. a legal precedent. Like, that's of course, so, this is coming from zero law school, you know, like yeah. just a common observer well, sitting there. It was crazy. Look at the Citizens United case. It was really wonky because it started as a defamation case against Hillary Clinton. They were suing a super PAC that had slandered her or whatever. And the judges literally in the Supreme Court have the right to just throw out a subject and have the lawyers argue about what they want them to argue about. And that's what happened with Citizens United. They didn't argue about defamation. That's what it started as. It's really interesting. Read about it. Uh, It's called Citizens United. And it started as defamation case against Hillary Clinton, and what they ended up arguing about was whether whether corporations have the rights of a citizen, which was, like, loosely linked. Even though a super PAC is not considered a corporation, Mm -hmm. they were trying to decide if a corporation has the rights of a citizen, then so does a super PAC. Seems like a setup. Yeah. It was, yeah. Stinks. Same players. We definitely need term limits on the Supreme Court. (laughs) Without a fucking doubt. We need term limits on any government. Yeah. Yeah. Why not have four seats? I hope that don't happen. And I think that uh, we should be allowed to fight one government official a day. <laughs> like in fisticuffs, yeah, actual fair battle. fight, yeah. fair fight. Yeah, Just, it would get rid of a lot of these guys that have no spine. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. I don't think your prosecutors. I don't think they should be elected officials. No. How does it they make sense that like be. you are the you are essentially like you know the police are hired. You know what I mean? They aren't yeah. elected. I now your sheriff is elected, but your chief of police is appointed. So like that's weird. But like I don't think I don't know. All of that should be hired, though. Like we should so, be hiring the best person for the yeah, job. Yeah. So when yes. when it comes down to it, like you know, working in the field we do, <clears throat> literally being like, well, we don't have enough evidence. Or like basically, it's I don't want to risk losing. Yeah. And it you're being known that a child molester went free on my watch, so I'm just not going to do anything about it. It's like, yeah. so you're just going to allow that person to keep molesting because you don't want to look bad that you lost. That's insane. Because it's election year. Yeah. It's like no, like. It's politics before yeah. people. Politics. Paints everything. Uh, it does, and I don't know how to change it. I don't think it will be changed. No, I think one of our, uh, one of the largest issues I see with our culture is everything's profits before people. Um, when you value money over everything, including up to and including human life, it becomes a problem. I don't know when greed became a good thing, but we idolize greed in this country. I mean, maybe yep. the 80s. Oh, it was oh I struggle with that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, yeah. like, I love money. I love money. Yeah, what, what was the movie where greed is good? Oh, yeah. Stock market. Yeah, stock I, know, I know. Wolf of Wall Street? Wall Street? No, it was what before was it? that. It was Kurt Russell. Kurt yeah, Russell in the 80s. You got oh, it. Shit. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. think what it was. Oh, this is I, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. 
I know I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I mean, I love Kurt Russell. But Kurt Russell's a beast in it. He plays like the quintessential he like eighties guy. Got an award for that. Uh, yeah, I think he. Yeah, I think Hold he on, did. Hold on, let's let's consult the Almighty. There you yeah, go. <laughs> the they Almighty have Google. the answers right there. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's amazing. Oh, I tell you, Google has. Um, you get the right keywords in there. Flat you can out, just anything. Gordon Gecko. Uh, the point is, ladies yeah, and that, gentlemen, that greed for a back. Yeah, lack that's of better the word name of the good. character. Greed is right. What movie is it from? Let's see, Wall Street. So Wall not Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Just yeah, Wall Street. Wall Street. Yeah, that's a great movie. But I tell you what, like these has like laptops and phones have made an entire like, and I'm not saying this like to shame them. Like it's just kind of putting it out there. I work with teenagers. Laziest group ever. Because they don't have to work for anything. They don't have they, to hold it. They don't have to retain anything. They will anything. never ever. <laughs> trivia is going to be dead soon. Because yeah, because they, they don't have to retain like, anything. Uh, I like to look up the answer. Yeah. Like, like what year did Columbus sail the ocean blue? 1492. Because you learned a rhyme. <laughs> you know, you had to learn that yeah. for a test. Now, granted, is that essential? Not really. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, like, you know. The fact that I can look at some of my youth and say that, and they'll be like, who? What? Like they don't yeah, even, Because they, don't like, they literally will tell you, care. oh, I just look up every answer on my homework. I just look it up on Google and write it. And so, they never retain oh, it. Have either one of you ever, or any of you read uh, uh, Borges, uh, Jorge Luis Borges? He, he's considered the reader's writer. He wrote in the mainly the 50s and 60s before he went blind. He's uh, uh, Brazilian, I believe, maybe Peruvian. But he became their head, the the head of the library for the country. He lived like the last forty years of his life in the library. Oh, he's wow. this amazing figure. <laughs> but he didn't write novels. He only wrote short stories, and they're all magical realism. He is the master of the short story, and he wrote this brilliant short story called "The Library of Babel." It was written in like sixty two. And he predicted the internet. It's about a society that lives inside of a library that contains every piece of information that ever existed. But there's no organization to it, and there's no way to verify said information. Yeah. So all there of these cults develop, mm-hmm. and uh, all the, these wars are fought because n- no one can verify. Mm-hmm. So they all have different gods, and you see the internet, and this is well before the internet, but he saw it coming. Mm-hmm. He saw access to information that there would come up, become a glut of information, and if there were no longer gatekeepers for that information, it would not end well for us. And uh, it's a, it's eerie to read it because it, you're like, I'm watching this fucking happen. <laughs> yeah, like, this, this is, is the news. Me. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Hey, he uh, he wrote so many beautiful short stories. He wrote one called The Book of Sand. And it's about a Bible salesman coming to his door, and uh, uh, he doesn't want a Bible, but he ends up chatting with the young guy. And it turns out uh, Borges himself had one of the oldest, uh, it's the Gutenberg Bible, mm-hmm. yeah. one of the oldest Bible. Yeah, it's one of those at IU. Yeah, and, uh, so he, and the guy was like, what would you trade for it? He's like, I don't know, what do you got? He's like, I have the Book of Sand. He's like, what's the Book of Sand? He, he was like, here, I'll show you. And he hands him this big leather-bound book. And he's like, okay, now open it up to the beginning. He opens it up, but he missed a couple pages. So he tries to flip back to the beginning, and there's no beginning. He's like, now go to the end. He tries to go to the end. There's no ending. Every time he flips the last page, there's more pages. And it's the book of infinity. It's the book of sand. And uh, he spends the rest of his life going insane trying to comprehend the book of sand. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's it's a short life. (laughs) But uh, he's trying to wrap his head around infinity. (laughs) Uh, A hundred years is a short life. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a blink of an eye. I mean, when you're talking 
I mean, I like thinking about deep time and associations in deep time. Like the fact that the Stegosaurus, there's more time between T Rex and the Stegosaurus. Um, the, there's more time between the T Rex and the Stegosaurus than T Rex and the iPhone. Which is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's no. mind blowing. So TikTok is worthless. I get it. it yeah. You know, you can go down a rabbit hole on TikTok and waste an entire you know yeah. work day being like, oh crap, I, I just wanted to watch one thing. It's entertainment. Yeah. But yeah. there's a guy on there that's great because he talks about essentially that, like things that kind of mesh, like things that mesh you up on the timeline. Yeah. And it'll be like the fact that there was, you know, like Oxford University was like was around when like certain Native American tribes were still like yeah. in their prime, like yeah. you know, like active, you know. There was a university that that uh, the Ptolemaic uh, pharaoh was the last Ptolemaic pharaoh was in power when one of the English yeah. universities was and so founded. He does I'm like, stuff like that, and you're just like, there's yeah. no way. Like, <laughs> stuff that don't, you don't think it's so close together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was we, only three millennium, three thousand years, and yeah. you're back in the pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They did some amazing I mean, stuff, but they, man, they were nuts. There's something that, you, especially when you get in, when the Romans got involved, when it became the Ptolemaic Empire, incest is a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that depends on who you ask. Yeah. yeah ask some them, people, they thought it was cool. Some people really liked it. <laughs> no, but, uh, but now... Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, uh, Ptolemaic, the Ptolemaics messed me all up. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Oh no, it's it, it's never settled right with me with Sumer. We we believe Sumer being the first civilization, but then you have sites like Topper in North Carolina. Yep. Then you have Gobleke Tepe in uh, northern Iraq that completely blow that timeline yeah. out of the water. And it's like, no one wants to even pay attention to that. Gobleke Tepe goes back at least uh, twelve to 15,000 years, and it was purposely covered. They don't know why. It was buried on purpose. And it would have housed sixty to 70,000 people at a time when we didn't have farming. That's not possible. <laughs> you can't feed sixty or 7,000 people hunting deer. <laughs> like, yeah. You can't do it. Uh, you have to have grain, and uh, yeah, it, the timeline's wrong, and I think that it doesn't get talked about enough. Like, why? What is it that they've found mm-hmm. that they don't want us to know? There's got to be something for them to say. So, human civilization is nine thousand years old. There was no farming before nine thousand years. Um, what I believe, uh, I believe that it's probably more like thirty to forty thousand years. That it's pre ice age. I think the ice age dwindled us down um and then the whole flood myth every ancient culture has a deluge they all have a deluge myth and i think meteorites hit the ice shelf that would be flash flooding it would last for thousands of years i mean Mm -hmm. you're talking about two foot sheet of ice over all of north america all of europe um it would have caused chaos for a millennium um and i think sumer was us bouncing back that was us getting it back together. Um, I think Gobleke Tepe was covered because they saw a flood coming or something. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that one. kind of weird. Maybe an enemy Perhaps. decided to conquer them and decided That to happened a lot. We, yeah. Didn't we, didn't we shoot off the like noses of the, of, some yeah. sort of, of the Sphinx? Yeah. 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 Where you can't even be, yeah. you know. That's not, that's not uncommon. They do that even in the modern day when yeah. you get a 
ISIS would take over these small towns yeah, and go into the libraries and burn yeah. all the books. Yeah. Right. Sieges. Didn't they build a ramp thing, you know? Yeah. Siege a city or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy stuff. I don't know. Yeah. But why would you bury, intentionally bury? I don't know. Unless uh, I mean, vengeance. So. Caesar uh, burnt down uh, the Library of Alexandria and that still chaps at my bottom. <laughs> <laughs> that would be things kind of personal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it really bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> why don't we keep that? Yeah. Yeah, they estimated that there was six hundred and fifty some odd thousand scrolls uh, held oh, within. But man, there. if you want to control the narrative, control yeah. the output right there. Exactly. Man, you can't control the narrative now, folks. Yeah, we're the in the get... modern age. This yeah. is twenty twenty one, dude. I yeah. never dreamed it would really happen. We're, we're, in, the the we're in the Library of Babel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. Right. Look at Brian. When he was a baby. Oh, shit. Yep. <laughs> Cutie. He was smart, man. Gee, he was a genius. So was Jenna. Yeah, how old was I when I talked? Uh, months. Seven months. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, I talked yeah. before I walked. That's great. Yeah. No, I Yeah. Yeah. I think if my child did that, they're just getting bashed. Well, he's so pick him up. You that I could teach Jenna. Yeah. Which helped even more for Jenna, probably. But, mm-hmm. you know, you, she benefited from you, a four-year-older brother. Yep. Yeah. Who's smart. Yeah. Well, Jenna had to be, you know, the whiz kid or whatever. Yep. Yeah. She was remarkable, too. One of the things they're seeing in children today is uh, children are, are more likely to want to watch a kid, another child play than actually play themselves. Yeah. Which is a huge problem because how we develop our critical thinking skills is through play. Yep. That's how they develop. So, and I've seen it with like my nieces and nephews. They they literally will have a toy in front of them and want to watch a YouTube video of someone playing yeah, that exact say, toy. Yeah. The problem is like, they're watching too much. Yeah. yeah. So we're not going to play. Yeah. We're going to watch play. Yeah. And I asked my niece, I was like, that. why are you watching them? You have that Instead toy. And they're like, down. they're better at it than me. And I was like, what? See, I'll be no, 35 this year. And like, I just now... And it's, I think, because of coaching. I coach middle school soccer. I can sit and watch soccer and, like, actually enjoy sitting and watching a soccer game. Like, yeah. until then, not really. I'm like, no, I want to go do it. Like, yeah. I'm going to sit and watch Yeah, you'd I rather interact. Baseball. I grew up on baseball. Yeah. I played softball my whole life. So, like, I enjoy watching a baseball game. I understand the rules. Like, yeah. there's some rules I don't understand, you know. Like, I can't watch football because I literally have no idea what's going on. See, I've always loved football, but I understand the rules. I can't get into soccer because I don't know what right. uh, offsides is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't get and it. it's easy having played soccer, but, yeah. like, just, like, my nephew, like, and my sister don't understand, my brother-in-law, like, how do you not, this is the fourth time I've explained, like, you know, third, or first and ten, or, and I'm just like, yeah. don't know what that means. Yeah. I will never know what that means. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, yeah, like, I, I never really liked watching soccer until I kind of got too overweight we and never sort of playing. Yeah. I mean, we never right. had soccer at all. Yeah. yeah. That was like it was new. I'm English 35 this time. year. And was it, was, yeah. it was new when I was, was Basketball, yep. softball, baseball, <clears throat> yeah. football. We don't like things that end in ties here in America. <laughs> no. 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 like, this goddamn America. Somebody's going to win. <laughs> but now everybody gets a ribbon. Every child's a winner. Yeah. That don't work. No. Don't no, get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. bad as a tie. That's why they're Somebody's all watching YouTube videos of kids playing. Think yeah. about it. If you go like build build kids up, they need to have good caregivers they, and stuff. But like, if there's ten women in a room and go, you are all beautiful women. 
things you're a generic ass comment yeah. yes, someone's like if we're all special villainous your boobs are rocking like you're really smart like give yeah give them actual, some specific yeah yeah, yeah so, give them actual constructive it, one good thing like the education system in general is shit but one good thing is they're stopping they stop focusing so much on eye step and yeah. so like I know I've got youth I work with that um, he what would never pass the eye step. General standard eye testing. He would never pass the eye step. He's still required to take it. He goes in, he takes it, he fails. He okay. doesn't pass. Who? One of the kids I work with. But because he took welding, they're like, that is your path to graduation. He took two years of welding. He uh, left high school with the basics for a trade. Now he's going to actually get certified stuff at a college that's like, awesome, through their man. programs. Yeah. But like yeah. they've stopped focusing that's what on we should if be you doing. don't go to college, you're gonna you're gonna suck at life. Because vocational right, schooling yeah. is where the money is well, now. Yeah. This is a very interesting event that I saw unfold. Uh, we went to Jacksonville's graduation for her niece. Yeah. Jacksonville's a tiny school, yeah. southern In Indiana. County. Literally yeah. it, town with two lights. Really? So, yeah. And yeah. It, then there's Jacksonville. Uh when we watched the graduation, they had a valedictorian and co-valedictorian. Yeah. The two of them tied. And one of the co-valedictorians was Chinese, and she moved here at six years old. Really? Which is, when you think about that, I hope her parents taught her the English then because it was perfect. Yeah. Or she's one of the smartest kids on the planet. Yeah. yeah. All three, salutatorian, valedictorian, co-valedictorian, were going to engineering school. Yeah. That's all. Awesome. You never heard of that yeah. 10 years ago, and yeah. I was so proud. I was like, here we go. Did you Bring ever it need back? A, you should have I'm been not going to remember. I know, I know. Did you meet Clintex? I still have it. I helped the, the engineering student Clintex when you we lived in Scottsburg. I don't. Michelle. You might have met her once. Michelle. She was awful as a human being. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she was awful. But she was insanely intelligent. Like, uh-huh. she made me feel like a dullard. Uh, but she she went to college at 15. And they wanted uh-huh. to go at 13, but her mom was like, no. Nope. And which yeah, I, I, think I agree. But she went at 15. She had a master's, I believe, by the time she was 21. And she had already gotten a job at Cummins as a lead engineer and was going back to further her degree. That's crazy. But she was bringing home homework, right? And I've got this buddy, Brett, who has like an identic memory. He's a math brain. He's been on code since he's six or seven. Mm-hmm. He, he's he makes me feel dumb. Like, I'm like, around here. But they got in a room together. Uh, like, they'd never met. And uh, she was doing abstract algebra. Have you ever seen abstract algebra? So you get one problem a year. Her problem was prove that mathematically 2 plus 2 can equal 5. Now, I don't understand how that's possible. But math brains do. And it's actually, it was... It's got an amazing history, Abstract Algebra does. It was developed by IBM in, the, in 1989 and 1990, put uh, computer chaos in the slums of India just to see what would happen. There were four computers in a little kiosk. Well, they came back to check on them a month later, and someone had, these computers didn't speak Hindi. Now they did. Someone oh, wow. had reprogrammed. <laughs> these are people without any education. Yeah. They don't have running water. Yeah. So they ask everybody in the village, who did this? And no one wants to tell because they're afraid they're going to get in trouble. So they were like, okay. And then they leave. They come back a month later. Someone's now teaching themselves advanced mathematics on these computers in their own language that they programmed to speak their language. So finally they were like, we will give you money <laughs> if you tell us who did this. It was a 13-year-old. And uh, so they took him, and one of the leading mathematicians in, uh, I can't remember what school in um, Europe, um, 
took him under his wing, um, gave him a place to live, um, like trained him, and uh, he developed abstract algebra. And they say that it is, over the last 15 years, all the advancement in computing power comes solely from abstract algebra. That's it fascinating. For, it forces the mathematician to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. Literally, there has been new vocabulary come into mathematics because of it. They've had to create new signs. New math is being created because new of math. it. Uh, but she's doing this, like, to solve this 2 plus 2 equals 5 problem, she's filling up, like, three notebooks this this. And Brett walks in and is like, what you got there? And she was like, abstract algebra. And then they start speaking their own fucking language. <laughs> and everyone else in the room is going, what? And they're like, cosine versus uh, sine, uh, division of zero, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? Did I, what's happening right now? And like, Clint was like, just let them go. They might solve like the world's problems. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is where it happens. Yeah, in my kitchen. It was insane. <laughs> like they were instantly like, oh my God, you're doing this. <laughs> like, oh man, it was so cool though. But, uh, to see it happen. Because they're both super passionate about math. Mm-hmm. And I'm so not. You throw no. letters into my math and I want to punch you. Yeah, that's <laughs> not how it works. That's against the rules. Yeah, like stop well, that. Like, you were talking about coding and stuff. And it was just cool because like our friends have kids and like they, you know, are like, they've lived abroad. They're, they're homeschooling and stuff. So the older one basically says, I want to basically design video games. So instead of, you know, the 80s, 90s, like that'll never go anywhere. That's stupid. You yeah. need a real job. Yeah. They buy him like a pretty nice advanced computer and like game That's, systems are like you need to if this is what you're gonna do, you need you to kind learn of be it. exposed to yeah, it. Yeah, like, you gotta do it. He's fully immersed, he's doing things like the magic thirteen, I think like that's what Evan's doing. Really? He's got an engineering degree and he's Yeah. Yeah, why stop? Roger, my older brother. Yeah, see where they can he take was it. A math yeah. That's how he you innovate. the algebra mm-hmm. and trigonometry in high school. Yeah. Your teacher would let him, but I I didn't like it. I didn't like algebra. Yeah. Geometry, I didn't like none of that. No. I didn't understand algebra. I have I no like spatial geometry. reasoning, so I fail at geometry. you got to be able to like, rotate things. In it. Yeah. And yeah. I've got none of that. I think you got to like it. Yeah. yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I think you got to enjoy it. But now, in chemistry and physics and stuff, you had to learn formulas and begin. Yeah. So you're using math, but yeah, I wasn't big on algebra same. and that. Um, trigonometry, calculus. And there's that. actually a new theory that they think is going to replace... Uh, Replace string theory. Speaking of physics, um, I'm not equipped to explain it. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, let's let's hear what it is. But uh, let me pull it. There's a video. Did you know that Einstein's miracle year was 1905? Yeah. That that's weird. Yeah. You know what's going on in 1905? We didn't even have World War One. We we have yeah. The automobile wasn't around yet. No. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. How in the world? Yeah. It's amazing. I think it's too deep. I'm not going to go find it. But no, it's a, um, it has to do with crystals. And I'm like, there's no way this is real. And then I started researching it. And it has to do with biocentrism. So the more we look at reality, the more it seems like reality knows we're looking at it. Like the double slit study. Mm-hmm. Um, Black mirror shit. Yeah, yep. the de- double slit study, uh, the fact that a electron behaves differently when we're looking and when mm-hmm. we're not looking. Um, uh, I mean, quantum entanglement, which is, so photons are never born alone. There's always two, they're always twins. 
and they spin the exact same way in, in unison. And you could take those two photons and send them to opposite ends of the universe, they will still be in unison. But if you stop one, the other one stops. What is the mechanism that they're communicating that in its instant? It is that at the exact same time they both stop. We've done this in CERN. We've uh, sent them at high speeds at each other uh, <laughs> and broke them all apart. And, and the, even their particles will spin in oh unison. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but if you stop one, the only way to stop them is put them in a magnetic field. It's some sort of, I, I don't quite understand it. I'm not that intelligent, but they put it in some sort of magnetic field that will stop a photon. And once one stops, the other one stops in its tracks. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, there's a running theory that we are the universe experience, uh, experiencing itself. Um, that's what all we are that's what reality is it's a the universe's experience and so that's what uh alan watts mm-hmm. yeah I that's what learning, not really learning but just kind of some it would have been physics so would that have been mr mackey mr mackey i can't remember um but um talking about essentially like the um what is it like the single Protons, neutron, electron, like the single proton theory or whatever, like that there's some that theorize that it's just one. It just yeah. has to be everywhere at all times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what? It like, inhabits all space yeah, at all like, times. Like you're yeah. getting like, is this gonna be on the test on Monday? Yeah. Like, <laughs> My brain's broke. Can yeah. I go to the nurse? Yeah. <laughs> like, I gotta memorize some stupid poem and read in front of the class. Yeah. I'm freaking out about that. Like, I'm yeah. not really I can't fit this in my head right now. (laughs) I'm a child. (laughs) I'm in danger. Oh, shoot. Um, My uh, goddaughter the other day told me a hilarious joke. She said, said, why does the little mermaid wear seashells? Because pea shells are too small. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's brilliant. How old is she? <laughs> She's 12. She's uh, I'm a sucker for a dad joke. Me freaking too. The other day, she uh, texted me and was like, why does Snoop Dogg carry an umbrella? Oh, drizzle. <laughs> oh, my God. Snoop Dogg's so, on the voice. We, uh, it is awesome. It's time. Yeah. We, uh, we guest, with... Uh, whatever you're going. He's a trip. When yeah. we, uh, when we yeah. do our side job, it's, you know, food, carny work. And uh, the guy we work with is a dad and just naturally tells yeah. these very, like, <laughs> genuine dad jokes. And, yeah. like, he's not telling them to tell a dad joke. He's telling a joke. And he's just yeah. such a dad. It's just like, <laughs> just you are just so adorable. Every joke he says is oh amazing. Dad is out. He's stuck like, in that lane. Oh, he he sees so white cute. Reeboks and he's like, I can't wait to bring those suckers up this spring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. It's so organic. You saw my uh, bad pun I just posted the other day. You oxalotal question. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> or uh, this archaeologist discovered the largest lower leg bone ever to record it. It was a real shindig. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my so God. You're talking about uh, misaligned history, you know, deep history. Yeah. I didn't realize until recently that when dinosaur fossil hunting became like a big thing. Yeah. There was this giant rush to go, I think, yeah. in Colorado or somewhere, and it, dig up these fossils. It was like a race. Who could, yeah. who could find the most? Like so, gold. well, it so was. so many fakes. So many people were faking yeah. 
fossils. It, it, the, uh, it's called the fossil if you look wars. At the caveman yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, one of them was like the kneecap of an elephant, and mm-hmm. on yeah. and on and on. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not gonna Phil lie. Man was a total phony. And... I'm a little sad to think that like I like my dinosaurs like Jurassic Park. Like, yeah. Like, I don't want to think of the T Rex as like a chicken. Like, yeah. Like, no, <laughs> I love the T Rex. He also wore socks and sandals. Yeah. <laughs> it's a total fashion faux pas. Yeah. I mean, he had okay. no clue. He was awful. You can say that about the T-Rex. Just don't go near the Velociraptor, man. Like, See, that's I actually animal. prefer, like, most of my favorites are not actual dinosaurs. Like, do you know what a Gorgonops it is? Uh... Sounds it, like a medical case. It's something like out of my nightmares, but I want one. They're still alive. <laughs> I, I like want one real bad. Gorgon opposite. Now, growing up, my favorite dinosaur was the pterodactyl, and then I realized I have a crushing fear of heights, so I was like, I never could have been a pterodactyl. Like, I'd have been constantly, fr- I'd have been walking everywhere. It's essentially a giant T-Rex dog. Oh, okay. Yeah. T-Rex. Yeah, they're like a thousand pounds. They were, uh... They're about one and a half times the size of a modern lion, and they're a reptile. But you see, shit, they got a big T Rex head. But uh, or the Dadon, the Dadon, they call it the Hell Pig. Mm-hmm. It was oh, a boar the size of a rhinoceros. Yes, I know that one. A uh, Tylosaur, which everyone knows the Tylosaur now, just because of uh, the last Jurassic World. It's the giant thing jumping out of the swimming pool, the oh, sixty wow. foot. Gator with fins, yep. eating the great white shark. Yeah, they said they would have snacked on blue whales at one point. That is crazy. Yeah. So yeah, um, well, blue whales are a dinosaur. That yeah. makes me think. Oh, yeah, like, been here and a huge. We went on the yeah. cruise ship, yeah. and you've never done that. Like we'd been at that point. I think we hadn't even been deep sea fishing yet, had we? That was later. So like we've never really been on the ocean. On the ocean, like yeah. we'd seen the ocean. We'd been like in the Gulf, you know, like. Yeah. But we're on this cruise ship, and at one point, we're just kind of outgoing, and I look around, and I'm just like... Can't fathom the size. The edge yeah. of the world. You can see the depth. No. Yeah. Like, it's like, wild. looked at Brian, I'm like, the fact that, like, there's obviously no landmarks. And I was like, if we crash, like, if we spring a leak, if we just go dead in the water, it's like, we are so screwed. Like, I don't even know where, what way to swim for land. That's not a good feeling. And then I was like, thinking, like, the fact that there were people in our world that were in handmade ships navigating with star, I'm like, like, let's go, guys. I promise you there's something out there worth going for. I walk into the kitchen and forget why I walked in there. I'm like, you don't want me navigating by stars to the new world. Oh, we got to turn around. She forgot her keys. I missed the exit ramp. They found that antithorium device or something, though. Have you seen that? I think I sent it to you. The computer... it's yeah, like a circle of an bottom of the ocean and a bunch yeah. of treasure yeah. stuff yeah. taken from from yeah. somewhere over there. Yeah, the they consider it the Antithurium uh, perhaps device. the first computer. The first computer, yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Now that was remarkable. Yeah. You know, the more I was I actually that, the more uh, I was like, oh my god. Da Vinci I think it was a build of Da Vinci's. Yeah, it I think was you're right. Based off of a build yeah, of Da Vinci's. Now here one, we of the, one of the mathematicians that was yeah. there there are Instances the, the gearing to make it was just so precise. Yeah. There you go with the mathematical engineering yeah. geniuses. Yeah. I'm not know. one. Nope. They didn't navigate by stars. 
but our alien friends, the octopuses, <laughs> yes. were glowing under the water. They, they, they and took them like, where they wanted to go. Like, this way, what? yes, like <laughs> literally, like imagine like just rows of octopuses, <laughs> yeah. like just yeah. forming like a freeway. Point, go, imagine. <laughs> yeah, I really imagine to get that way. Yeah. Hey, I mean, they built the pyramids, hung out in the water. There you go. Now. They are blow my mind on time where the I'll pyramids get a map. What the they do, what the octopus like, does is not it's supernatural, right? It's not so, I mean, possible. Yeah. But everything's a little bit supernatural. Existence. Yeah. You know, nothing times nobody equals everything. Yeah. That's kind of a hard formula. We're on a spinning rock in the middle of space it. next to a star. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everything's And magical. it took a long time <laughs> to figure that out. You know? uh, one of my favorite literary quotes is the character of death in Terry Pratchett's Discworld says, do you know how I know humans are stupid? They, cr in this wild world of miraculous wonder, they created boredom. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, and it's true. Mm -hmm. We're yeah, the only should... species that can be bored with all of this. <laughs> Everything. I mean, the you fact that laptop, we exist. How can you get bored? Yeah, mm -hmm. there's always more information to look at. Always. Yep. Well, that's one of your gifts, Dad. Is that you always like you look at the book? You look at the library. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. So yeah, even my, though he doesn't have the time to do all this, I he yeah. I can't catch up. It's that's his that's but his passion to drive. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's all over the place. Yeah. Buried in my bedroom yep. again, over there on the side. I, I'm stopping now. I'm really like, okay, mm -hmm. stop. Yeah, can't get it all. But I'd like to. I have a. I'd like to learn I, it all. I have an addiction to books. Mm -hmm. I've always got like four or five in my car just. Just in case. They're Just my emergency well, book. Yeah. You know? I, I never know if I'm going to be stuck in traffic or reading while driving. <laughs> <laughs> I drive a lot. And Me it's slacked down. I, I listen to a lot of books, but too. Yeah, I drive books a lot. Are my jam. Uh, yeah. that's, the, that's the easier and better way. Yeah. If you really want to learn it, follow it in the book as it reads it. Yeah. yeah. That is two senses. Yeah. And man, that will ingrain it. It almost makes it permanent. I'm on this huge surrealism uh, kick, and it is like a drug. Mm -hmm. uh, it's yeah, uh, Haruki Murakami. He's a he mainly wrote in the '80s and '90s. He's kind of uh, retired, semi-retired now, but he's a very famous Japanese surrealist. It's like reading a dream. It's reality, but it's not quite reality. It's like weird shit that happens in a dream. With happens throughout the story. The book I'm reading I'm reading right now is his first book, and it's about the sounds the bones make, unicorns, uh, doing complex math equations in the left side of your brain, and then shuffling them between your two brain halves, and then spitting out a code in the other side. Like there's a guy trained to do this. It's bizarre. It is out there, but it's absolutely brilliant and entertaining it's kind of two stories that seem to be colliding into one eventually um, one seems very futuristic and one seems to be deep in the past mm -hmm. like medieval fantastical you really like imagination fiction uh, yeah yeah i read a lot of non-fiction as well i'm generally reading a non-fiction and a fiction book at all times there's too much to learn yeah to do it yeah um, my dream is to develop osmosis to where I can just touch it and learn it. <laughs> like, that, download if, it. If that superpower becomes <laughs> available, you're signing up. Yeah, oh, yeah. You can definitely. look this up online that remember every day of their life mm -hmm. yeah. what they ate, what they ate. How yeah. is that possible? Wouldn't yeah. you just get overwhelmed? You would think. Maybe if I doubt those people are like very functioning. 
Um, well, look, yeah. Look it up on YouTube. You'll and you'll see you know, like yeah. this lady, and she'll she can do it. And you're like, huh? But well, if it's all you know, though, maybe it's just yeah. what you know. Well, no, there's there's no way because talking earlier about you know Clint's ex and even even us to a yeah. degree, uh, when you're overly intelligent, it's lonely. It is. It, it's uh, weird. Are you guys familiar with David Foster Wallace? He wrote Infinite Jest. Mm -mm. Um, he Infinite Jest is widely wildly con, or widely considered um, one of the three most complex books are ever written uh, in fiction. Um, that's Gravity's Rainbow by Thomas Pynch and Ulysses by James Joyce and Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace. It was written in 1998. It's uh, 1,179 pages long. Um, so it's work. Uh, three stories that are combined that are all annotated. <clears throat> so when you see an asterisk, you go, normally you just go down to the margins and mm -hmm. explain that. No, there's a 245 page glossary. Mm -hmm. There are pages of information for each asterisk. You have to have two bookmarks. That's all an time. overload. Oh my God. Uh, That's an but, overload. uh, he was a genius. He was a prodigy by all accounts. He went to college at 15. Yep. Uh, he had a master's in literature by the, uh, I think he had his MFA, master of fine arts and literature or creative writing by the time he was 20 he uh, became a semi-professional tennis player for 10 years and then at 30 he became the youngest tenure professor professor at harvard and then he had a falling out with some of the upper brass of harvard and went on to yale and then he came out as a drug addict he said he had gotten injured playing tennis and had been addicted to painkillers for almost a decade <laughs> so he he went to rehab and while he's in rehab he wrote this 1100 page tome and then hung himself and uh, the yep. the book is like it's explaining when you're that intelligent you can't connect with anyone. Yeah. Like he can understand the most might minute the the smallest finest minutia of the of psychiatry, but he can't understand how to talk to you. <laughs> like, yeah. He can understand how your brain works better than you do, but he can't speak to you about it. Like he yeah. can't tell you about it. It's a it's a lonely thing. Uh, and it's an absolutely brilliant book. Uh, the first time I read it, my little sister was a lit major. She's who turned me on to it. There's entire college courses dedicated to this book. And she was like, you have to read it. It's my, it's the best Jenna book I've ever read. read. Uh, probably. probably. Jenna yeah. seems like the type that would. Yeah. She's um, but uh, I, I started it, and about 150 pages in, I called my sister and I was like, I'm not fucking smart enough. <laughs> like, like I've had a, a dictionary and two bookmarks in this thing and I'm like have a headache <laughs> like, uh -huh. like I'm not gonna make it and she was like if you make it to page 300 the second paragraph it will click and if you make it there you'll finish the book I was like oh, I can give it to page three and she remembered that to that point she's read it five times okay because <laughs> okay. she's annotated it for a class okay so um but I made it to the second paragraph of page 300, and all of a sudden it was like a puzzle. It's a Fibonacci sequence. The, oh, my gosh. The three uh, stories are circling each other in a Fibonacci sequence, and it just, like, clicks all of a sudden. You're like, what? And then you go back and read, because you're like, how does that make sense? And then uh -huh. you're like, i got to reread that chapter and this chapter and this chapter, and then you're looking at the glossary. You become obsessed. I did. I was like not sleeping because I was oh, like, wow. I got to learn more. <laughs> like I got to figure this out. It becomes this puzzle. It's pretty, uh, pretty intense, but it's an excellent book. Um, yeah, it's. I don't. Re I can't, in good conscience, recommend it to anyone. <laughs> I'm not gonna say you're gonna enjoy it. Wouldn't like it. Yeah, I'm not gonna say you enjoy it. Takes a certain type of yeah. person to like it.
Yeah. If you enjoyed it, I'm going to assume that there's something wrong with you, and we're in the same tribe. Yeah, <laughs> there we go, man. We're kindred spirits. Well, that's one of the things with the intelligence. I I kind of came to the realization the other day is when you find people that are like that, you either want to like keep them at a certain distance so they stay around, or you you latch onto them, and then you're like fearful. Like, yeah, this it's bad? fragile. What if this goes bad? Then yeah. I lose this. It's yeah, awful. Yeah, and it's so hard. It it's hard as you get older to keep connections anyway mm-hmm. and then when you're intelligent which means you're weird um, it's even harder it adds an extra layer of hardship to keeping any kind of connection oh yeah and uh so when you do meet someone you actually can click with and have an actual deep con- stimulating conversation with you're like oh my god <laughs> like, yeah. they're mine <laughs> like i'm going Sickly. to keep them <laughs> like it's crazy um but yeah and I don't know. Relationships change over time, too. It's weird. I, I've found there's a lot of people that I've been close to a long time that I just don't feel intellectually, I don't know, connected to anymore. We noticed that there was a huge amount of that for us in the last year, just yeah. strangely. And then, I don't, know, I don't know if I buy into this very much, but this is the age of Aquarius starting yeah. this year. Yeah. And, but it makes sense. We, we went from the Piscean age, age of belief, to the age of Aquarius, the yeah. age of knowing. Yeah. And it's very odd. I'm like, I just don't want to... I, I, I don't buy into that stuff, but then I do, because it keeps on slapping me in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you read, you read about Geminis. Yeah. And I'm a Gemini. You should not trust us. We are fucking crazy. <laughs> don't trust a Gemini. Yeah, she and I will read on that. I'm like, yeah. I don't feel comfortable getting called out like this. And I'm like, how? How is it? Like, How's I'm it known? Serious. A psychopath. Yeah. yeah. I'm dead serious. Like, don't trust a Gemini. It's crazy. I'm Especially a someone that. I said no the, the June Geminis. So, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe it. It's that, something you know. specific about the June Geminis. And I'm a June Gemini. Don't trust us. I'm a June Gemini. Yeah, I'm actually a cuss, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm born I see you got a corgi shirt edge. on there, Brad. Yeah, yeah neighbor's got What's your birthday? Twenty third of November. November twenty third. Yeah, I'm Sagittarius Scorpio cuss. Mm-hmm. I had a. I went to college with these uh, this gay couple that was starting a website, and I've heard that it's taken off. I can't remember the name of it. Um, I've never really put a lot of stock in that stuff, but they started this website to actually chart your star or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like they wanted to know where you're born, what time of day, all yeah. that stuff. And they, like, showed me my 12 houses or something and what everything. And the problem is, is I'm equal parts Scorpio Sagittarius. And it makes sense. They said I'm fucked. Because <laughs> those are very almost subtly. exact opposites. Uh, almost. Because, like, Scorpios uh, long for control and consistency. Sagittarius are full of wanderlust. And mm-hmm. um, they're inconsistent. And they just want to daydream. And so I'm constantly... There's this push and pull mm-hmm. between just wandering off and doing my own thing and like controlling and like paying my bills. So right. it's a sense. it's an odd thing, but it's always been there. And when they said it, I was like, "Holy shit! I don't believe any of that because I'm choosing not to." I might revisit it later. And um, Becky got out her phone and was like, "Just like, what are you like?" It was the was it the Chinese zodiac? So it was like, it was a like you're a what was it? Monkey like, or a cock. But it's, mm-hmm. it was deeper than that. Like, so it was like, <laughs> it was not just like your birth year. Because I go one year, so I'm like, I'm a tiger. But then it was like, I was born in June. So like, I'm a, 
like fire tiger or something like yeah. the way and just like, like an you element, read the descriptions and I'm like I get it and maybe I guess if you want to believe like you're gonna pick things but like she would read something for like Jennifer and I'm like I am nothing like that well she was Jennifer's born in November like yeah. and if you read that script I'm like no that's wrong but then she reads the one for my year and my time of the month or year yeah. and stuff I'm born and I'm just like that is creepy that's very yeah. like yeah. and again Crazy it didn't pertain to Jennifer at all so it's like yeah. you couldn't even really pick it was just like how is how is this Accurate. That's crazy. I don't think it is accurate, but that's just me. I'm skeptical of all things, but that a lot really suck you in. Uh, a lot of things I'm, uh, I'm skeptical, but there are things I would like to believe in. <laughs> I, uh, I believe that people who don't believe in dragons awfully find find to be a meal of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I understand like correlation does not equal causation. Yeah, but. When and and there's different variables, but like you look at like the list of serial killers, there's a lot of fucking Gemini's on them. Like, no, I mean, like oh when no. you look at and of course killer, serial killers, killers. Serial. so you gotta take the ones yeah. that are caught and basically have never admitted to it or yeah. you know claim their innocence, and then the vast majority that maybe aren't caught. So I mean, like obviously variables, correlation is yeah. where does the free will come in? Maybe but Gemini's are just bad serial killers. Yeah, maybe. That's the, <laughs> they're, they're the they're worst the of all the serial they killers. Get they get but like, just like hey, you days. look at a lot of like, is like leader presidents and stuff. A lot of presidents fall under the same similar like zodiacs. I mean, mm. like yeah. Again, it's just it's weird to see like. Those I didn't things. know that Gemini's were serial killers. Yeah. We're crazy. Don't trust us. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't, she's I don't trying. <laughs> she's trying to tell us she has bodies. That's probably what's going on <laughs> right now. She's trying to There's tell like, us. There's like what the I-65 killer that's not what you even are, like Brian. known. What's September uh, 25th. Libra. Um, I didn't know that. I think you'll love Suck. He's done so many serial. I've learned a lot. I've always liked outliers. So Hollywood's kind of lied to us about serial killers and made them out to be geniuses. Which is far from the truth. That average serial killer has a lower than average mm-hmm. yeah. intelligence. But there are outliers. Ed Kemper's, uh, I mean, he tested oh, yeah. twice higher than Einstein. Yeah. He's brilliant and manipulative, and he's a physical giant. He's 6'9". He's yeah. almost 400 pounds. And he literally ripped the heads off people in holes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he's a complete and total outlier. And, uh, yeah, he's an interesting figure. My other favorite is uh, Elizabeth Bathory. Um, we don't know, we'll never know if hers are real, but she's the Countess of Blood. She was the Countess of Wallachia, which is, uh, in, uh, Austro-Hungary, um, Austro-Hungary. She, uh, she, when you're a Countess, you own your county. You own everyone in the county. What she was doing was, uh, torturing and killing, uh, Prepubescent girls and bathing them Bidding in blood, blood for the the youth, right? to to remain youth. But most people think she's just a sadist. Like that's mm-hmm. why she's doing it. But she owned those people, so she was allowed to do that. Well, she had a cousin after thirty years of doing this with impunity. So we know she killed like twelve hundred girls. Yeah, um, she did it with impunity for thirty years. Well, she had this cousin that wanted her seat, and so he set her up. He sent this young royal couple that had a prepubescent daughter to meet her. And uh, so she would always take these women under, or these girls under her wing to teach them how to be ladies. Well, he knew she wouldn't be able to resist. And uh, so she offered to take this young couple's daughter under her wing. Well, she was of royal blood, so that's not her property. So when she killed that girl, she was brought up on charges. 
Well, she knew the judge, and she paid the judge half of her fortune to just put her on house arrest. And she lived for 20 more years in that house. With a steady supply of young girls still? Yep. Um, they don't think for a second that it slowed her down. Right. Um, so she may be the most prolific serial killer in history. Um, I guarantee she was a Jedi. Oh, Gemini for sure. <laughs> yep, that's it. You're such a Gemini. I mean, she got caught. <laughs> that was such a Gemini thing to do. She got caught. And I, specifically, I bet she was a June Gemini. Oh, I bet Hold she on. was. Hold on, let's ask Google. That that's a lady. DNA. With DNA, I don't see how you can get away with being a serial killer. It's hard. They can take your DNA now, go for ancestry stuff, and find one of your relatives. Yes, and then track you down through that. Oh, yeah. They can say you're a brown eyed black man. Yeah. DNA. Mm -hmm. You better, if you want to be a serial killer, you make a a bad time. August 7th. Close. Way to let me down, Elizabeth. Oh, I I, I had a theory. Oh, you're August 6th. No, you're I'm June 7th. June 7th. June 7th. I'm sorry. That wait a minute. I got a whole bunch of August. It's uh, it's Rindy, I think. Okay. Okay. And then Lisa's the 13th. The twins are the 15th, and Jenna's the 16th of August. Oh, wow. Got lots of, lots yeah, of August. Now, what are they? Hopefully, they're not serial killers. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> you need to look them up and check. Right, come on. Yeah. I hope these are good people. I think those are Tauruses. Yeah. That those would, are safe. That would be we're, we're fine. They're Virgos if they're at the end. So, let's... Around the 15th. 15th be Jenna, 16th. 13th, Lisa, 6th. Now, August or Leo. Leo's. So they're yeah. July 23rd to August 27th. Oh, Jesus. That Leo's. explains a lot. Yeah. Leo's. Yeah. I don't know none of that. I think it'd be awful, awful to be preset. You don't yeah. have any free will here. Yeah. They're bossy. They're bossy drivers that like to be in charge of stuff. Leo's. Yeah. Leo's are? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't I, don't I don't know what a Leo is, man. I That's stay what away it is. from that stuff. I don't, okay. I don't get into that. Actually, I'm, I'm being kind of mean, according to this random, you know. You're mean? I've been mean to myself. Oh, so according mean? to this, which is um, thought catalog, so it's just a, I'm the gonna first one. I'm going to sneak out and have a smoke. Okay. It says Capricorn. Folks, sorry for the abrupt cutoff on that. We figured an hour was enough and everyone was getting ready to depart. So, hope you liked what you heard. We'll be going in more depth on these. We'll have a much more structured topic discussion in the future. So, thank you for listening and I hope you have a great evening.